Welcome to Gardening with Daddy Pete. Let's join our host, Melvin York. Well, hello everyone. This is Melvin York, and you're listening to Gardening with Daddy Pete. And here today, I hope each and every one of you has had a good week. And spring is upon us, it looks like. Maybe a little early this year. I know that Easter's coming a little earlier this year, and time's passed, and, and the years before us. Easter's always been known as a planting season. I know that we have been talking about different vegetables, fruit trees. We get into that a lot, building beds and all. But Let's talk about some spring planting and some of the things that you can do as far as beautifying your beds, your gardens, around the landscape of your house, even further out into maybe around the mailbox, post there, coming up the driveway, uh, far ends of your landscape into your yards, some containers, containers for your decks or maybe your barbecue area. How about some around the swimming pool? These are some of the things you can do and some beds you can make. And again, most of these, I would say 75% can be planted into a pot because some of these will need to be taken up right after the frost so they don't freeze over the winter. And we'll talk about that too. Now, if you are just first-time listener, you can go to our website, which is www.daddypeats.com. And when you get there, you can look on our page. We have a place there where you can ask a question. Yes, we do look at those daily, and we do answer your questions. Or you can leave a comment simply there. Also, all the podcasts that we have, we do put those in the archive there. You can click on the subject that you may be wanting to learn some things on. Or maybe you want to click on it, look at some things, then make that comment. So, hey, have you thought about adding this? We would love to hear from you. You know, our motto at Daddy Pete is we help you grow. And that's exactly what we intend to do is to help you grow. While you're there, look around at our different mixes. We have a mix, a mulch, a potting mix, a planting mix, an amendment, a soil amendment for all your planting needs. So kind of take a look around there. If you're not sure, after looking around, hit that button, ask the question. I will get back. Back to you, be more than glad to discuss what project you're doing with you and help you make the right decision. All right, so we've talked about vegetables, we've talked about fruit trees and fruit bushes, we've talked about herbs, but we hadn't put a lot of time into what can we do as far as bulbs for the spring. Now, we do know that there's some bulbs that need to be planted in the fall and something like tulips, they need to be there in the fall, a lot of the other ones, but how about now? And right before spring, what can we do? There is quite a few different plants that we can do. And I want to go over just a few of them and see if some may fit an area that you're doing. So these are bulbs or some may be growing up with what we call a corn. Corn is a little bit different than a bulb. Actually, it's like sort of like miniature bulbs, but it's still not a tuber like some plants like an iris. So a corn's kind of in between. So let's just talk about some of those and let me give you some of the examples of what we got going on here. One example that I like is the anemones. Anemones is a often grows about 10 to 12 inches tall. They have a very beautiful daisy-like flower that opens up in late spring to early summer. And this is one of the plants that does grow from the corn. They brighten the garden. They also make good cut flower displays. Again, their bloom times late to early summer. Height 
10 to 12 inches. So you're looking about a foot high. And it's always good to know what the height of these plants are going to do. So you don't want to plant something that's going to be taller than what's behind it if you're trying to get the full effect in your landscape. It does naturalize well, and it, again, makes a great cut flower. So they come in many different colors, maybe something that you would like to try. Here's an old tried and true, and that's a begonia. Begonia is one of the plants we talked about briefly a while ago that does grow from a tuber. You can use these in hanging baskets, patio containers. They're available in such a broad range of colors, and the leaves are different on a lot of them. But mostly the begonias are grown in shade or partial shade. So if you're looking for a plant, I've got this shady area. What can I do to brighten it up? A begonia would be your thing. Again, you can do them in hanging baskets. You can do them in your beds, or you can do them in pots on like your deck, but in the shady parts. Okay. The bloom time, they bloom summer till frost. Height on begonias, and depending on the variety, goes anywhere from 8 to 20 inches. The grow zones for them are zone 3 through 10, but with lifting in the fall in zones 3 to 8. Now, by lifting, I mean you'll need to remove them, let their tubers dry, store them in a cool, dry place during the winter to cold months, then replant again in spring. Again, they can be grown in containers, and deer tends not to bother this plant. So that's a good thing. Here's another one. Beautiful, beautiful flower on these and a multitude of different colors from even black to a dark purple, pinks, chartreuse, any type of yellows whites, ivories, and that is a calla lily. Calla lily is grown, again, from a rhizome. They have an elegant cup-shaped type bloom that's often used a lot of times in wedding bouquets. They're suitable for growing in containers or in the gardens, and they are tender. They must be dug up in the fall, and they're, uh, like I said, available in a wide range of different colors. Calla lilies bloom in early to mid-summer. The high foam calla lilies, though, and this again is something you need to know when you're planting these in your beds or in your container. You don't want it to be taller than your container by too much. And so a high foam calla lily can go 16 inches to 24 inches. So basically a foot and a half to two feet. These grow well in zones three to 10. Also, you need to lift those or remove those and let them, the rhizomes dry. Keep them in a cool place dry, cool place until spring again. This is another one that makes a great cut flower. And again, the deer tend not to bother these plants. So if you've got a deer infestation around that's eating on a lot of your plants, some of these here that we just mentioned are being a good plant for you to use. Caladiums. Now, I love caladiums, and most of their flower is their leaves. They're just beautiful. They're showy-like foliage. I mean, and there's every different type you can think of. They have like a heart-shaped leaf, and they just go on and on and on. They're so majestic. You can mix those in with your other flowers, and you're talking about something that is out of this world. Now, one thing about caladiums are the bloom time, foliage from summer until frost. Again, caladiums, depending on the variety, can get 12 inches to 14, 24 inches high. The grow zones are 3 to 10, but again, in zones 3 to 8 come fall, you will need to bring those up and keep those bulbs in the cool, dry place. Again, deer tend to avoid these plants, so that's another good thing. Trying to get on some things here that you can put into your garden that will really pop, but you don't have a lot of trouble with the deer and insects and so forth. Now, cannas. Cannas 
are a beautiful. They're like a tropical plant, uh, they, and actually their foliage is like uh, very tropical, showy. The flowers are very bright colored. They make flower beds, make your landscape gardens. They really make them come alive in the summer. Now they are such thing as dwarf cannas, and they can grow as much as twenty inches tall. And like everything else that we talked about, cannas can be grown in containers. While the traditional canna can go, listen to this. Now you want some height, you want something beautiful, and you want it to come on up above the rest of them. And you know when you're coming down or walking out, something that you can get directly catches your eye, eye to eye at your height. Cannas can grow thirty six to sixty inch tall, and they are also grown from rhizome. They're very valued by a lot of municipal park park gardeners as well as homeowners. Uh, bloom time on those are summer to fall. So now's the time to be getting those cannas planted. Again, we talked about from the door size all the way up to the regular cannas, 24 to 60 inches in height. Deer do not tend to bother these either. They will grow good in zone three through 10 on your USD hardiness zone. But again, you want to lift these and take those up, let their eyes on dry, keep them in the cool until the freeze is over, zones three to seven. So that kind of gives you an idea there. Just several different types. Dahlias. Dahlias are beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. Now, a lot of the dahlias I grow, I grow from seed. And you can get those seeds or you can dig them up from year to year and use the tubers. They have tubers on them. These must be dug up if in the fall is zone seven and farther north. So if you're around zone seven, I think we're like seven A. So still we're right on the border here in Piedmont, North Carolina. You probably need to go ahead and dig those up. But if you live below the North Carolina, kind of South Carolina line, you'll probably be okay. They will bloom summer to frost and they are gorgeous. Heights on these, and again, depending on variety, 12 to 48 inches. So we're looking at one foot all the way up to four foot. Colors are galore. Actually, even petal shape. Some change a little bit. They grow well in zone three through 10, but remember, we need to get those in uh, if you live in zone three through seven. Beautiful cut flower is a dahlia. Of course, we all like the elephant ears. That's another one. We all know what those are. If not, give those a look. Cladolias, beautiful flower. One of the ones, unlike the tulip, you can plant in the spring. You get those bulbs in and they will come on in spring. You get them planted early. But gladolias will actually grow three to four foot tall. They have usually 10 to 12 florets and they grow up long. For stem, they're like I said, are available in a array of different colors. There are so many different varieties out there. They're mixed. I mean, you can get them red with a yellow throat in them. There's yellow with a red throat. There's white with a pink throat. And then there's just the solid colors, the reds, the purples. I mean, they are beautiful. They have those thin sword-like foliage on them. And I mean to tell you, they pop. But they're usually, these are grown from corms instead of a bulb that we talked about earlier. And they will grow well. In zones three to ten, but from three to seven, again, we're at the same place. You need to dig those corms up, let them kind of dry, and then keep them in a cool, dry place in the wintertime. Some of these gladiolias actually can go as high as five feet tall. They're great for cut flowers, and guess what? Deer tend to avoid these also. Now, we're going to do one more here, and then we're going to talk just a little bit. Lilies. There's a world of different lilies. Day lilies, Asiatic, Oriental. There's double. There's giants. There's all different types of lilies. Many lilies are cold-hardy, so you don't have to worry about usually digging those up. They bloom in the summer. Height on them is anywhere from, say, 18 inches to 6 feet. 
dependent on the variety. Grow zones for lilies are zone three to eight. Again, beautiful in the landscape or a gorgeous cut flower. So these are things that you can put in there. To get your corms off to a good start, you need to grow in the vibrant plants to make sure they have plenty of drainage. And if the soils do constantly soggy, the roots will rot. Now, we're going to stop right there because it's exactly where I was trying to head. Was what type of beds are we going to build? What type of soil do you want to use in those containers? How about your hanging baskets for some of the ones we talked about earlier? Now, I spoke to you about going to Daddy Pete's website and checking all of our soils out. Now, if you're going to build a bed... What I recommend that you do is you tell that bed up and get some of Daddy Pete's planting mix. Planting mix works well with the bulbs, the corms, the rhizomes. It gives it enough drainage, gives it enough of the organic matter and the nutrition that those needs to thrive all the way through. One thing that I would recommend you doing also when you get that bed is mix it about 50-50, till that bed up good with your existing soil. That's going to get you a good bed going, a good organic bed, good drainage going. Go ahead, plant your bulbs, go buy whatever bulb that you're planting. It will tell you the depth. And then I would put for the spring a light mulch, a light coat of mulch on that bed. Here's why. In the summertime, it gets real hot. We don't want to bake those bulbs because if you'll look on most of the planting of the bulbs, they're just right under the ground. Some of them mean just almost the stem part coming out of the bulb is almost on top. So put just a little light cover of mulch on there. And if it is some of the things like the lilies, go ahead and put a little extra coat on this fall to keep them all the way through the cold weather. So this is something that we can think about. Now you can, like I say, you can go to our website. We have the different mulches it takes good for the, what I like to use for my mulching on these plants is our soil enhancer. The soil enhancer is a aged pine bark chip. They're about anywhere from a half an inch to three quarters of an inch. And that makes a super mulch to go on top that looks great. Now, some people like to spread their plants out farther. And if that be the case, use some of the mini pine mini nugs, pine bark mini nugs. We have pine bark mulch. And then the old tried and true favorite that I think looks good anyway coming and going is your double ground hardwood mulch kind of gives it that i don't know the woodsy effect more than even the pine bar does i think so but we have all of those available at daddy pete's so when you're building those beds making those containers and you say well melvin how about it how about if i put a little mulch on top of my container great idea use the soil enhancer how about on my hanging basket do it again put a light layer on there the more that you can insulate so to speak, that plant and keep that water more even, the better that plant's going to uptake minerals, uptake nutrients, and utilize the oxygen and the amount of water that the soil is holding. That's the name of the game. We don't want a soil that's going to hold more water, no oxygen. That's going to be a disaster. You're going to have root rot. You're going to lose the plant. It's all over but to cry. You've got to have drainage in these beds with bulbs, rhizomes, corms, and no if, and, or but. So you can get that with our Daddy Pete's planting mix. Again, what I would do would be till in 50% of that into a bed that you're building or your existing beds and go from there. Plant your bulbs and then put a light coat, either one of our Daddy Pete's mulches on there.
Well, I hope that's kind of helped for today. Give you something a little bit different. We'll get some color added to your landscape. And here's a good part too, guys. Most of these plants are going to double, triple, and even more than that. So don't expect to take back up the same amount you planted in. You're going to have a whole lot more. So you can expand those beds next year, okay? Or you can share them with your friend or your relative or, hey, just whoever. And that's a nice thing to do. I do remember when I was young, everybody, neighbors, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, daddies, cousins, blah, blah, blah. But everybody got a cutting off of somebody's plant or we dug up a, a rhizome, a bulb, or a root. And then oh, what was so funny was just about forgotten all the real names of the plants and they would go well what's the name of that well that's aunt Susie's lily well <laughs> that's not the correct name but we got the lily from aunt Susie, so that's the way you remembered it it was kind of neat though your flower gardens then or your perennial gardens oh herb garden, even your vegetable seeds will share among different relatives, neighbors, kin, neighborhoods. And that's the way that everything we kept everything moving, spreading it out as we went along. And it was something else. If you visited somebody, say in South Carolina, and you've seen an unusual plant, well, I want a cutting off of it. Well, we grabbed it and brought it back and started here. I myself have peppermint right now that I did get from a uncle in South Carolina. So the thing with that is you can always share. Well, it's been good talking with you today, and I certainly do appreciate y'all tuning in. If you get a chance, go to our website, daddypeach.com, look around, send us that question or that comment. We'd love to hear from you. Well, just remember here at Daddy Pete, we help you grow, and that's exactly what we mean to do. So until next time, you've been listening to Gardening with Daddy Pete, and I'm your host, Melvin York. Thank you for joining today's Gardening with Daddy Pete. You can check out our website at daddypeets.com for additional gardening tips and our podcast at gardeningwithdaddypete.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.